Former Liberal Treasurer Peter Costello is the latest corporate heavyweight to question the federal government's decision to block Qatar Airways from running more flights into Australia. Mr Costello claims the veto underscores the lobbying power of Qantas to help protect its business and profits and says the veto is hard to fathom. I'm joined now by the ABC senior business correspondent Peter Ryan. Peter, Mr Costello has a pretty good understanding of the lobbying power of Qantas in Canberra. So does he think Qantas swayed this decision? Well, good morning, Brendan. No one really knows whether that Qantas lobbying power played a role in the Transport Minister vetoing that decision for Qatar Airways to double its flights into Australia. But Peter Costello, speaking in his capacity as the head of the federal government's future fund, says there needs to be a much better explanation for restricting Qatar Airways from doubling those flights into Australia. Uh, Peter Costello's uh, future fund, which is Australia's sovereign wealth fund, has $256 billion of funds under management. Uh, they would be investing in airlines and of course they've made a lot of money out of competition which really goes to this issue. So Peter Costello is the, the latest big name to question this decision. Also we've had two former chairmen of the ACCC um, and also big corporate names like Flight Centre founder uh, Graeme Turner, who's also wondering how it's happened. Now, Peter Costello was uh, treasurer in John, John Howard's uh, Liberal government. Says it doesn't really make sense uh, at a time when more competition is uh, being demanded to bring down airfares. And speaking at a future fund briefing, he suggested this might have a bit to do with the lobbying power of Qantas in Canberra and whether that played a role in limiting Qatar Airways and thereby protecting Qantas. Qantas has enormous influence in Canberra, in the Department of Transport. It works very, very hard on the decision makers. Many people from the Department of Transport come to Qantas uh, later in their careers. Qantas has enormous influence, puts a lot of effort into advertising and lobbying. And I would say as a company is one of the most powerful players in Canberra. It is hard to fathom why um, a government would not allow more flights into Australia at a time when fares are so high. And of course, by not allowing further international flights into Australia, you'll have less competition, you'll have higher fares, you'll have higher inflation. Uh, so it's very hard to fathom what the thinking behind that was. And the suggestion that the government somehow had a responsibility to protect Qantas's profit, I, 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 I just can't understand. The government's not there to protect anybody's profit, really. Uh, and the private sector uh, companies are supposed to compete with each other. It's up to them to protect their own profits within the framework that's been set by the government and the regulatory authorities. And uh, it just looks as if this has not been thought through and I think uh, it'd be good if we got a, a much clearer explanation as to why the government thinks it's right to restrict flights, so why the government thinks it's right to have less competition and why the government thinks it's right to have higher fares. That's Future Fund Chairman Peter Costello there. Peter, there's also a grim warning about a risk of blackouts this summer from the Australian energy market operator. Can you tell us more about that? Well, that's right, Brendan. As we heard in the news there earlier, AEMO has released its annual 10-year outlook for power supply and demand. It says Victoria and South Australia are facing an increased risk of power blackouts this summer and 
New South Wales and Queensland could run into similar problems later on this decade. AMO is saying there needs to be imminent and urgent investment in renewable energy storage and transmission. And this comes as coal-fired power stations are beginning to shut down over the next decade. AGL, for example, is accelerating its timetable for shutting down power stations and there's a lot of concerns about the reliability of the power grid because of that transition. Here's what AMO's Chief Executive Daniel Westerman told the ABC a short time ago. Our old coal-fired power stations are retiring at the same time as demand for electricity is increasing. And if we don't see urgent and ongoing investment in our electricity system, then there are significant risks to reliability. The transmission, the generation and the storage that's planned really does need to be delivered urgently so that Australians can continue to have access to the reliable electricity that we expect. This summer, um, we'll see an elevated risk compared with recent years. And look, that is primarily because this summer is forecast to be hotter and drier than the last summers, which have obviously been cooler and wetter due to the impacts of La Nina. But it's also because the reliability of our old coal-fired generators is at historic lows and plant operators are telling us that that's unlikely to materially improve. That's Daniel Westerman, the Chief Executive of the Australian Energy Market Operator. And finally, Peter, there was some good news on inflation yesterday. But what does it mean for interest rates? Well, yes, certainly some good news that the pace of inflation slowed in the month of July from the monthly reading from the Bureau of Statistics. 4.9%, though, is still well above the Reserve Bank's target band of 2 to 3%, but it is heading in the right direction. Remember, in December last year, inflation was running at 7.8%. So this really uh, cuts the urgency um, for the Reserve Bank to deliver a 13th, uh, rate hike. We've had already had 12 since May last year. By the way, next Tuesday is uh, the final meeting for Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe, but uh, had there been any uptick in inflation, he may well have had the option to go out with a bang and another rate rise, but at the moment, money markets only see about a 2% chance of that happening. Well, we'll see what happens when they do get together next week. Peter Ryan, the ABC's Senior Business Correspondent, joining us there.